Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. have probably heard complaints from the opposite sex about not feeling connected. I mean, what does that actually mean to feel emotionally connected and build intimacy with someone? Because basically feeling connected means feeling in touch with someone you care about. But the problem is, is that so often people don't reach that level of intimacy due to the lack of emotional connection. And and usually this lack of emotional connection is from you and or someone you keep attracting over and over again. And it, you know, honestly, it's a way to protect yourself from getting too deep for whatever reason that is. I mean, it could be that you've been hurt. Maybe you've never learned how You know, you grew up in a home where you just never spoke about feelings or getting deeper when it came to affection, or perhaps you're just playing it safe and not letting someone into your heart. Think about it. It's way easier doing that than a possible failed relationship. And it honestly starts from the minute you say hello to someone. Now, we hear the term emotional connection often with relationships, people that you already are in partnership with. But what I want to focus on today is from the first encounter. Because here's the thing, that usually sets the precedent, and this is my belief, for the rest of how the relationship works will progress. I see it over and over again with my clients. This is why that first impression stage is so crucial in creating new patterns for yourself. In fact, this happens in the attraction phase, believe it or not. So think about the word attraction, right? We usually think about the physical part. It's fun. It piques your interest. It makes you excited about someone new. But physical attraction is easy. Research has found that it usually takes between 90 seconds to four minutes to decide whether you like someone, whether you're attracted to that person. And it definitely pertains to the physicality of someone. The problem with it is that it's fleeting. It doesn't last. Physical attraction can change over time. So if you're looking to take things to the next level with someone you're into, you have to learn how to create what's called an emotional attraction. This is a real term. In fact, according to the Gottman Institute, emotional attraction means being attracted not just to your partner's body, but also to their hearts, their minds, dreams. It's what makes you know, you know you feel around somebody. It's what keeps two people engaged and invested in the relationship over the long haul. And moreover, I believe that focusing on emotional connection can actually increase the physical attraction. I see this over and over again. And too often, people will say to me, well, I'm not physically attracted to him or her. Why would I pour my heart out? You know, why would I actually be emotional with that person if I'm not attracted? But when you're emotionally attracted to someone, you're more likely to invest much more of your energy into pursuing a relationship later on, and it's going to create a deeper connection over time. But how do you do that? Right? (laughs) That's the big question, and that's what we're going to focus on today. 
I started working with a woman who inspired me to do this podcast. So if you are listening, thank you. This one's for you. When she first contacted me, it was her desire to make a connection with the intention of the long-term committed relationship. And she was trying to figure it out. She said, you know, Kim, I'm not shy. I'm, I'm actually very social, perhaps a little guarded at first. You know, people tell me that I come across as very confident, competent, maybe a little intimidating. And she described herself as physically fit. She dressed well, always her hair looking fantastic. But there were a couple key components missing that was causing her not to progress into more intimate connection with people, especially men. First of all, she lacked the sexy confidence when it came to men. She didn't have a lot of dating experience. She became a little like insecure when it came to flirting, being vulnerable, opening herself up. And so she was in her head quite a bit. And of course, doing a little detective work, I learned that when she grew up, she kind of, I don't know, she got into this thing about hiding her femininity and she couldn't really pinpoint what that was about. It just was something she was never comfortable with. She was way more comfortable hanging out with the boys. She had way more um, friends who were boys and men moving forward than she did with girlfriends. She was always the good girl. She never made waves. And she grew up in a home that just didn't talk about feelings. Also, she was a late bloomer and she didn't really date until she was 27 years old. So then when she finally got into boys, she would hang out with them and then just hook up. So she never learned how to be vulnerable, open up, have things progress on an emotional level. So we've been working together over time about opening up and identifying feelings and being more direct when things were happening to her, pacing things out, building that connection. And I'm happy to say she started dating a guy and she's so excited. She couldn't believe that things were progressing in the manner that it has. But now she's at the point where she has to state her needs and set some boundaries to see if things can progress. She was really good at the beginning stages and she was almost playing it a little too cool for school. And now she has to learn for the first time to let her needs and feelings dictate and strengthen a relationship rather than, and this is key, letting the man dictate what she wants. In fact, I don't think she ever was aware of what she really wanted, how she really felt, because she just would get sucked into what other men wanted from her because she was trying to figure this thing out. So this all has to do with building her emotional IQ and attraction in the beginning stage. So stay tuned for more. We'll see how it goes. But here's the thing. You you can create an emotional attraction that will build to a deeper relationship. You just need to learn how. It's like learning a new language for the first time. A lot of you haven't ever learned it. And so that's what I want to focus on. And here's why it's important. If you, It's important if you're interested in having a more emotional connection with someone long-term. If you're not and you're you're okay with just hanging out with somebody, then that's fine. But if you're fed up and you're wondering to yourself, why isn't anybody really, you know, why can't I take it to the next level with men? Or you're reviewing in your head all the relationships that you had and you realize, wow, 
I don't think I've ever had a real deep emotional connection with someone. It's crucial to get a handle on how you allow emotional attraction to occur in the initial stage of meeting someone. This is where it begins. You may be surprised in the end to see where it takes you. Now, I know what you're thinking. You know, Kim, I have to be physically attracted to someone. There is no way, you know, I I can't just base whether or not I'm attracted to someone by sharing my feelings. Besides, I don't want to air out all my problems on the first date. But here's the thing. Learning how to be open how to be relaxed, more vulnerable, more emotive upon first impression does create attraction. And in fact, it can make someone even more physically appealing. Again, I see this out in the field. I see this happen over and over again where people will say to me, yeah, I'm not really into that guy. That's not my type. And then I teach this stuff in leading with emotion. And suddenly that person becomes a little more appealing physically. Building emotional attraction is not about dumping a bunch of problems. Let me be clear about that. And it's not like airing out negative feelings on somebody you first meet. Like you're not going to go on a date and say, hi, I'm Kim. And let me tell you how shitty my upbringing was and that I'm still pissed off about. No, of course not. It's about sharing things that can open up the possibility of having bond that goes beyond the surface level stuff. And that's going to lead to more authentic, deeper connection. There was a woman that had this problem. She kept going out on dates. Like she would be surfing the net. She would be surfing her dating apps. She'd only swipe right on anybody she thought was really, really cute. She wouldn't read anything about them or what they were offering. And then she would determine whether or not she would reach out and have a conversation. Like it starts from even there. Finally, this guy, you know, he was pretty persistent, asked her out. And to her surprise, she loved the banter that was happening back and forth just on the app and their IMs. And she said to me, Kim, I don't know what to do. This guy is really awesome. I love our banter. I love the way he's making me feel. The word feel for me was operative, by the way. So I was like keying into that. I, and she kept going on and on about how funny he was and all of that. She said, but there's a big problem. I said, what's that? She's like, I'm not physically attracted to that guy. And I said, okay, remember what your mission is. Your mission right now is to date smarter, not harder, to get more experience about, you know, the kinds of men that are out there, who makes you tick, who do you feel good about, and also breaking some patterns for yourself. So go out and just as an experiment, see what happens in that attraction phase if you can build an emotional attraction with him. So she's like, oh, I'm just dreading it because I know I'm not going to be attracted. I said, do it. (laughs) So she did it because, of course, if she's under my watch and if anybody who's under my watch, I make them I make you do things. Right. Because if I if I don't, then you're just staying the same and spinning your wheels. So she did. She went out. And of course, she came back all smiles and said, Kim, I am so happy you pushed me because I really like that guy. And not only that, the more I spoke with him and as the night progressed, I realized how physically attracted I was to him. To my surprise, I couldn't believe it. 
So it was a really great lesson for her. And she started dating differently, learning to lead with that emotional connection. Because here's the thing, you can create an emotional attraction. You have the power to do that, that will build to the deeper relationship. You just need to learn how. So let's go into the how. I want to walk you through some simple steps. And this is upon meeting someone for the first time to get there so that you do build that deeper connection. Number one is to be present. And I harp on this a lot, but you know, again, what does that mean? So many of you are in your head. You are thinking of a zillion things, wondering if you're good enough, comparing yourself to others, thinking about what to say, how to say, how to be, that you're losing the moment. Tune in to what your date is saying. Use reflective listening. When as you're listening to that person, what are they offering you? And And then what reflective listening is all about is after you hear what the person is offering you, communicate back to them what you relate to. There should be this real sense of presence when you're with someone. Make eye contact. You know, if you are not engaged with your body language as well, you will seem distracted, anxious, and disengaged. So as much as you can, Try to get out of your head, get present, and really like tune into your environment and the person in front of you. This is the first step that I teach when I walk into a room, when I do my wing gal sessions. I have people taking, you know, kind of the lay of the land, much like, you know, when you walk into a party, if you walk into any kind of event. Really take your time, slow down, and tune in to what people are giving you. Because here's the thing. If you, if you also are at a public place, and let's say this isn't a date, this is a great opportunity to have somebody approach you. But you're not going to have somebody approach you if you're not present. So look around. See who is noticing you. I can't tell you how many times, and this just happened with a coaching session that I did last week, we walk into a room and my client was all over the place. She had no idea that guys were checking her out. She was kind of like twirling her hair. She seemed a little anxious. She's wondering like what she's going to do. Now, granted, I know she was a little nervous because I was with her, but even even if I wasn't, this was something that I knew was a problem for her. So the minute she let go of her stuff, quote unquote, she was able to tune in and she really recognized like guys checking her out for the first time. She's like, wow, I never, I guess I never realized that. So definitely be present. Number one. Number two, avoid the Q&A sessions. Oh my God, please let go of the superficial banter, the safe banter that you all get into and instead engage in a more personal and fun type of questions. So what that looks like is so many of you will go in on a date and have your list of questions that you always ask, you know, like how long have you lived for, lived here for, you know, where did you go to school? How long have you been divorced for? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's it's just, it's boring. And those are the kind of things that, you know, people ask all the time. So 
the the other thing around that is that you're not really getting at the crust of somebody's maybe emotional type of feelings around something. You're just collecting facts and data rather than what's important to the person. Let me say that again. When you ask these superficial questions, you're collecting facts versus really learning more about how someone feels about things. This is a real, real important thing to do when you're building emotional attraction. So it's much better to ask someone, you know, what got you into sports? What makes you interested in sports? Rather than asking them what their favorite team is in the sports. Do you hear that? When you're asking a fact-based question, you're just going to get facts back. But asking some kind of journey question around how someone feels about sports, how, why, you know, what got him into liking sports so much, now we're hearing his story. Maybe he shares that he was really close to his father growing up and that's a way they bonded. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're like, it's like a key into what makes people tick, a little bit of their story and and how they grew up, relationships. You know, you'll, you'll hear a lot about maybe, you know, in context of family members, friendships, that kind of thing. This is high level stuff. And I don't expect you to like do this, you know, right away. This is why people hire me because we practice my social engagement formula and we really get a handle on this. But this is key, really key when you, you know, want to build an emotional connection with someone. All right. Number three, be vulnerable. I know I talk about this a lot, but let me just specify what that looks like on first impression. This is where people get really confused about, well, I don't want to do like the TMI thing. You know, that's too much information. I want to air out all my problems and open myself up when, you know, that's just not appropriate. Again, obviously you're not going to divulge all this like deep, dark secrets about yourself upon first impression, but it, it is about opening up and sharing how you feel about things, sharing stories, allowing your date to know what you're passionate about. What makes you tick? You know, if if you guys are talking about vacations, let's say, and you just say, oh, I really like Puerto Vallarta. Okay, so that's great. But why do you like Puerto Vallarta? Now, if you expand upon that and you share a little story that shows the guy a little snapshot into why you're so passionate about Puerto Vallarta, that's going to build an emotional connection. So maybe you go into, you know, growing up, you had fond memories about going to Puerto Vallarta with your family. And it was a time that you all connected because, you know, you had a busy family life, you had a busy life, your parents both worked. And you realize it was the one time that everyone was really present and there and you have fond memories of that and you love the water and you love swimming and you love the sand, blah, 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 blah. I'm making this up, but you get the point. That is now a a lot of you are probably listening to this and saying, all right, that feels like way too much. (laughs) I would never do that. 
but if you if you if that feels too much, then that is something that you need to work on because it, it isn't too much. You are actually allowing somebody to to feel you more. Because here's the thing: when a guy or a woman can sense something that you're passionate about, if they are good for you or they a true partner, they're gonna want to know what makes you tick. And it's a great indicator to see who's listening. So be vulnerable. All right, that's number three. Number four is use feeling words. Use feeling words. Again, higher level, part of my social engagement formula. But many people fall into the trap of describing things and staying on a factual level rather than using feeling words to explain what something means to them. So what that looks like is that maybe you say, in, in the summertime, I go to my little cottage in Michigan, and there's a big beach there, and I usually go there during the daytime, and there's some fabulous restaurants I go to in the nighttime. Okay, not that there's anything wrong with what I just said. At least you're giving the other person an idea of, you know, oh, that's cool. She has a summer home in Michigan. You learned a little bit about me. But I'm not giving any context to how I feel about that. Now, if I say to you, oh my gosh, I love summer. Notice I use the word love. That's the first feeling word. I love summer. It's usually a time when I get to go to my summer home in Michigan and oh, it just, it makes, it's my happy place. It's when I get to relax, I go to the beach. There is nothing better to me than sitting on a beach and really just chilling out because I don't have to think and I feel so relaxed when I do that. And it's just, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it. And so I'm going to be going there in July and maybe you can come, you know, so it's, it's putting excitement. And I probably used like three or four feeling words to really demonstrate what my cottage means to me. This is something I practice over and over again with my clients. And you'll see that there is a huge difference in the way that you will have conversations. I was, um, I was coaching a guy actually not too long ago, and he just kept firing questions at at the woman about like different things, you know, for her. And he was really staying on that like kind of factual level. And so suddenly I'm noticing that they're they're literally just reporting to each other different facts. You know, they found out they were from the same hometown and they're going back and forth and saying, oh, do you like this restaurant? And do you like that restaurant? And oh, yeah, have you tried this hike and that hike? And I mean, I was so bored. I can't even imagine what the woman was feeling, <laughs> just, just listening to them. So I had him change things up and talk talk more about why he loved hiking, why he liked the restaurants. And it was a huge game changer. All of a sudden, that conversation became deeper, more meaningful, and there was more that pull towards one another. In fact, I saw the body language even shift. You know, her her body language, she I could see she was kind of moving in more to his body. And so again, this is really powerful stuff. So that's number four, use feeling words. And tip number five, exude positivity and magnetism. 
really let go of worrying about what other people think, your anxiety. And, you know, don't be that negative Nelly that just is constantly down on yourself. That rubs off. You know, and, and and it leaks in your body language that, you know, if you're if you're worried, anxious, negative, you have a bad taste in your mouth around dating, you are not going to build any kind of emotional connection. I will tell you that. And if you get feedback that you're a little intimidating and guarded, then that might be a clue into also the vibe you're giving off. Because people don't know your insides. All they can read is your outside. So your outside is, re- is really reading a negative kind of vibe. So again, that will cause a disconnect in the way that you engage with people. So just to recap, five tips. And if you try one thing in each of these five tips, I swear you will f- see a difference in the way that people re- will relate to you. So number one, be present. Number two, avoid Q&A sessions. Three, be vulnerable. Four, use feeling words. And finally, five, exude positivity and magnetism. And by the way, number five is what charisma is all about. Remember, I mean, this is the name of the podcast. You can build charisma. You can learn this stuff. All right. Um, Now I want to read a letter that I got recently that relates to this topic. It is from Annie, and she said, Hi, Kim. I would like to learn to be more relaxed on dates. When I feel a connection, I find myself pulling back in fear of getting too close to them and having them reject me. I hesitate to make eye contact too long, even when I am attracted to a man. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the dates and be able to read the signs of interest, both my own and the man's. And know when there's a potential for a deep connection. I feel like I'll never have a real relationship. Help. Yikes, Annie, I totally feel you. And you must be spending so much time and energy worrying about your dates that you can't even enjoy dating or being present. And so it's no wonder you're not progressing. But here's the thing. You're never going to know if you can create that emotional intimacy with someone if you don't let them in if you don't let him see the real you. Because you are so busy protecting yourself out of fear that you are completely remaining frozen and frozen in your mindset, frozen in your ability to get deeper with someone. So therefore, you're going to remain in anxiety with superficial encounters. The biggest thing that prevents people from change is fear. You know this, you've heard this. If it's the first time you're hearing it, like drill it into your brain. So you definitely can get a handle on this part of your love life by taking action and you have to do things differently. So number one, I would tell you to stop going on dates. I know that sounds really weird, but I think you need to get better at this thing before going on these superficial dates and it feeling off and weird. And and that is totally like affecting your self-esteem and confidence. So instead, practice exercising your social muscle. Go to the market, dress cute, practice making eye contact with the opposite sex and see how long you can engage. Now, once you get comfortable with the eye contact, then move to the next level. Practice conversation, practice telling stories, getting more personal 
with interactions, just even at these little places, like at the coffee shop, it could be at the farmer's market, you can go to the mall and practice this. It's not until you feel good about doing these small interactions over and over and over again. It's not until then, until I would say you're ready to actually go on dates. But when you have graduated feeling comfortable with eye contact, conversation, then it's time to go out on dates and see if it's any easier. I Again, this is what my wing gal sessions are so great for because we'll go out and I'll spend like a half day or a full day together. And it does apply to when they go back home and they practice this stuff. It, it's almost like a shot, right? Like it, you're getting infused with this energy and positive reinforcement to keep going with all this. So many reasons why people disengage, disconnect, don't progress is because they're just not doing it. So in order for you to get more confidence with stuff, just practice it. I know you can do it. And I see it happen with all my clients and it's going to happen to you. So learning how to raise your emotional IQ, it, it is like learning a new language. If you never grew up with it, spoke, you know, spoke it at the home, how are you supposed to know? It's like me saying to you, oh, just speak German. Well, if you never grew up speaking German, how the hell are you supposed to know how to do it? So it, it does take an understanding and a little bit of practice and you will see the results and you will feel what an emotional attraction can bring you. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you have a hard time building emotional connections and you were listening to this, and you know you're somewhat guarded or you have a hard time being vulnerable. And because of that, you are attracting lopsided relationships. I'd love to help you become a more authentic dater. My next co-ed interactive workshop is coming up November 14th, and it's called Authentic Dating, Conquering Your Fears and Expressing Yourself, where you will learn how to overcome your dating fears, be a more confident dater, and experience more authentic connections on dates. This is not your typical workshop. Those of you who have taken them, you know this is true, and you'll get a chance to be in an interactive VIP room with me. You'll Leave the workshop inspired, confident, and ready to navigate the dating world with fun, positive attitude. I promise. So just go to stophatingdating.com, stophatingdating.com, or just click the link to register. But hurry, these spots do go quick. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.